Here it is. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the Richie Rich and Westerfer Show. Normally, we talk about today's trending topics and ask our sex question of the week. But this is a special episode. Another movie review. <laughs> I literally just almost choked right now. I, I, I heard that. Please, please don't. I don't have CPR training anymore. <laughs> Did you know most people die during CPR? Like really? Like ninety percent. If someone's heart, okay, that's scary. If someone's heart stops, they usually die. Just so you know. Wine's good for the heart, right? Yeah, wine's good for the heart. Okay, that's why well, we're drinking wine. Yes. Okay. There we go. But just in case you're ever taking a CPR class, think you're gonna save a bunch of lives. Eh, if someone's Most heart stops, not. and you got to pound on their chest to make their heart start. <laughs> good luck with that shit. All right, so <laughs> I'm fine. By the way, thanks. Mm. <laughs> I just needed more wine. Yes. <clears throat> so we are, as Richie Rich said, doing a, another movie review. We did a Batman versus Superman review we that did. brought all the geeks to the yard. And that's what we are. So we wanna we wanna come back with another one for Captain America Civil War. This is the third Captain America movie in the series. It follows up from the last Avengers movie so we're going to start with our overall thoughts on the film kind of give how many stars out of five then we'll talk about all the characters and then we'll kind of get to an overview of the film yes so i guess this is all spoilers by the way so if you're listening and you don't want to be spoiled do not please listen come back later turn off now save us (laughs) put, put us on pause come back after you've seen the movie and then just like your friends do after you see a film and you want to talk about everything, that's exactly what we're doing here. There you go. With each other and with you. So we want you to be included in that conversation and not spoil anything for you. <laughs> Although no one really dies, so it's not like a huge spoiler is coming up. In the yeah, movie, no, not really, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's nothing to spoil. So, there really isn't much to spoil <laughs> out, honestly. No, because it's such a convoluted plot, and there's like so yeah. much that happens where you're like, uh... And everyone already knows all the characters that, that are going to be there anyways. They kind of busted that in, in the trailers. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, and there's no way you couldn't have seen some kind of merchandising for this movie. They've been on cups, they've been on posters, they've been on every billboard and bus stop. and Exactly. They spend so much money promoting these movies. You know they have a separate budget for promotions for movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Millions. It's crazy. So overall, what did you think of Captain America Civil War? Did you go in kind of on Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Did you have any idea what the movie was about? I came in full on Iron Man because, unlike you, I've not seen any of the Avengers movies. Oh, okay. And I've only seen the first Captain America, and I didn't like it. (laughs) <laughs> Even though everyone's told me that the second one is amazing and one of the best superhero movies ever made, so I have to go and watch that. Um, so I've never, I was like, uh, Captain America, whatever, but I knew Black Panther was going to be in this, mm-hmm. I knew that Spider-Man was going to be in this, and I think it's it's fun having two superheroes fighting against each other with their own little respective teams. Yeah, and I think it's fair to expect to be able to go to a movie and be able to understand what's going on. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it falls in in any particular series. Obviously, yeah, you're going to get people who 
have watched everything. I've watched most of them. The only movie I hadn't seen was Ant-Man. But I think it's very fair for the audience to expect to know what's going on yeah. in, in within the film itself. Maybe they don't catch everything or all the little nods. Did you feel overall like you understood what was happening? You knew who the characters were? Yeah, um, I didn't know who a lot of the characters were, but... Well, a lot of them were introduced, too, for the first time. Um, There was a few backstories I wasn't really getting, but I I got it for the most part. It Mm -hmm. did a really good job. If you had gone in there, seen this movie for the first time, like I did not having that much backstory information, it did its job. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. It didn't have me really, really lost or anything like that. There are a couple of hiccups and a couple of things that were kind of thrown in there. You're like, what? No yeah. Doubt. So overall, what would you give it out of five stars? I'd give it a solid four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would give it maybe four, maybe four and a half out of five. There were a few little nitpicky things, I guess, that could knock it down a little bit. Overall, I thought... It did a really good job. I, one of the things I did feel like there were so many characters. It that seemed, was character overload. It did <laughs> seem more like an Avengers movie than a Captain America movie. But I get that Captain America and this universe they've kind of created around him doesn't exist in a Captain America bubble. You can't just remove all those characters because they're intertwined with yeah. his life. So if you're going to tell his story, you've got to continue the thread you've already started. So I thought they did a pretty good job of, of doing that. It yeah. did sometimes feel a little out of Captain America's hands, like it wasn't quite his movie. But overall, yeah, I definitely give it like a four, four and a half out of five. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, it wasn't your typical all explosions, pyrotechnics, and fight scenes. There was a lot of things going on that really held your attention. Yeah, outside of the whole superhero realm. That's what I really like about the Captain America movies is. And I think if you go and watch the second one, The Winter Soldier, that you'll really find this too. Is There are times where the characters are not suited up. You know, they don't have access to their costumes at that particular moment, you know. And they're just in regular clothes. They're in jeans and a t-shirt. And the stakes are high and you're totally into that moment. It's not just these lulls between battles when they're in their costumes. And some of them don't really even have... Like, even kind of in the end, Scarlet Witch kind of had a costume, but not really. It was kind of just a coat. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like a cool coat with whatever. Like, that doesn't really matter because there's so much going on and there's so much at stake at all times that it's not just about them being in costume. So I do always like that about the Captain America movies. I feel like it's well done in that regard where the, the parts in between costumes aren't just filler. So there's so many characters, I wanted to break down <laughs> just kind of all the main players, as it were. So starting, with, I guess, with Captain America. Do you, um, you said you didn't like the first movie. I, it was a little slow. Yeah, the pacing was off for me. And yeah. with me and movies, if I need to be completely enthralled. <laughs> and especially a superhero movie, I need, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be all fight scenes and cool costumes and explosions, but I do need something to happen, and I get it was kind of an origin story, and you get to figure out where everything happened, 
But I, quite frankly, was very bored during the first movie. I felt like it really tried so hard not to be a superhero movie. Yeah. That, and I understood why they were doing that was because he isn't. I mean, aside from the super soldier serum that makes him the ultimate human being, he's beyond the ultimate human being. Uh, yeah. I mean, he. This is not. He can do things that an, an ultimate human being could not possibly <laughs> fucking do. So he is a superhero. And they, tr- I, I get why they wanted to really go character-driven and go in-depth and all that stuff. But it, it was a bit slow. But as a character in this movie, I felt that they presented someone who had no one to trust, had no friends, didn't know really who, where his enemies were or how he was being used. This is someone who no longer feels like he is government property, but that's all that he's being treated Exactly. Like. So I felt like it was a pretty good version of the character that we're seeing here. Yeah. Although I don't always know that they give Chris Evans a lot to bring home. He seemed a little, dumb, a little dumbed down this time. Yeah. It seemed a little more of the Iron Man show. Yes. As far as the well, two go. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, I like Chris Evans a lot. He's been in some really cool movies that I like. But when you put someone like that next to just a total firecracker like Robert Downey Jr., True. you know, you're, I mean, he's someone who, with a, a look, a glance, oh yeah, without even talking, he can communicate so much. And then obviously his lines that he blows through, and he's just a great actor. He's oh, so yeah. perfect. He's absolutely in that is. role. He owns it beyond belief. Oh yeah. I've heard that they may be doing another Iron Man movie. They may be bringing Ooh. the original writer-director back. That sounds fun. Yes. I'm all up for that. So we'll have to see about that. So, of course, I loved Iron Man. He's pretty awesome. Um, I thought it was interesting they didn't have Pepper Potts, right? Isn't their fucking name? Yeah. Yeah, in this movie, Gwen Paltrow apparently wasn't Goop. available. So, I don't know. They're try- they're She's trying too busy to- making $200 shakes. Yeah, and they're they're trying to give them like a, a, I don't know, some kind of lover's quarrel or something. I don't fucking know. Just, uh, All right. I don't really remember that happening, by the way. I don't know where that happened between... I don't really remember that much tension in the last Avengers movie. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I stepped out for popcorn. I don't know. <laughs> So there's a lot of other characters. You said you were really excited for Black Panther. Yes. What did you think of him? Awesome. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Awesome actor. Awesome costume. Awesome powers. I can't wait for the movie. Fight sequences were amazing. They picked a really hot actor to play <laughs> the king. So his costume is made out of this material that... So the whole origin of this character, and I was always a big Black Panther fan growing up. Just I always loved cats, and I loved big cats, and he likes black things. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but but I always liked the character, and he also was a character who had his own kingdom. You know, he was someone who he wasn't just some idiot running around Manhattan, which is what all the other heroes seem to be doing. (laughs) He had his own. He was a king. Yes, and a genius. And a genius. And you know, his suit is made out of this alloy that's stronger than adamantium. Vibranium. Yeah, uh, Wolverine's claws are made out of adamantium, but it's not. That's not as strong as vibranium. 
So he has this really cool costume. And doesn't and... he get his powers from his herb or something? Oh, gosh. I read some backstory, and I think it's like some heart-shaped herb or something that he eats, and that's where his powers derive from. I feel like there might be some kind of... Um... Yeah, like rite of passage that you have to do or something okay. like that. Where because the character I think came around in the late sixties or seventies. Yeah. So I think they were, you know, hearkening to. They didn't want to say, "Oh, he's from Africa," so they kind of made, <laughs> kind of yeah. made up a country, you know, in Africa. So, um, the and and a lot of places do like a lot of comic books do that they just make up somewhere where everybody's from like marvel does that a little less because people are in new york but dc yeah. just completely makes up because <laughs> so, it's less offensive that way i don't know but uh yeah he was really cool and i loved his costume and i loved his, his powers that chasing was fucking awesome Hell they're running yes. through the streets that should be my halloween costume this year oh yeah maybe. i was gonna be deadpool uh, but now I'm thinking. Yeah. We'll see. So another pretty major character in this movie was the Black Widow, mm-hmm. who you pretty much see from beginning to end. Yeah. You know, she has a, a pretty major role. And she sort of has a pivotal role as well. You know, she's helping them out and all that stuff. And just when you kind of think she's on one side, she's on the other. I like Scarlett Johansson in these films. She approaches it with this sense of, (laughs) I don't know, there's a sly sarcasm there. There's something going on underneath whatever she's doing. And it's, you know, her character is very sly and very crafty. And you can actually see that, the wheels kind of turning. She's always... Uh, there's always something going on in her mind. Yeah. She's always working the scene. And I like that. I, I, I really like her in the film. I think she brings something sassy to the... Yeah, and I think she needs that because it's not like she has all these crazy superpowers or this giant suit. It's like... Right. She Well, she has to be very smart. Yes. She has to be faster than everybody else. Mm-hmm. She has to be quicker than everybody else. And she has to be ahead of the game because she doesn't have those powers. She can't just muscle her yeah. way through everything. Some other characters that we kind of run across. We have Spider-Man. It was his first time. That came out of fucking nowhere, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) We have Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, Vision. We have Hawkeye. There's Ant-Man. There's Falcon. Falcon. There's War Machine. There's... A lot of fucking actors. (laughs) And a lot of fucking characters. There's so many. There's a lot. I don't feel like everyone had a special moment. I felt like they built up some good moments between Wanda and Vision. Yes. Especially where they were in the house together. You can tell that he likes her. We're getting more of a sense now, you know, that he, yes, he's a computer, he's a robot, but he has feelings. And he actually kind of likes her, but then is assigned to protect her. I really like that scene where she wanted to leave and he just gently kind of touched her arm and then it was like this you know the cello chord like, <laughs> she can't leave the avengers mansion bring on the strings that was some good tension and then they had their fight later on they're actually married in the comic book yeah you were telling me that yes i had no clue so that was kind of interesting to see the budding relationship and mm-hmm. then them being 
obviously, I mean, apparently Vision just does whatever Tony Stark tells him to do. He hasn't <laughs> quite come out on his own yet. Who else has some good moments? I like Hawkeye. I like Hawkeye and Black Widow's moments. Ant-Man had a couple funny lines, I guess. Yeah. I didn't really understand why he was there. I don't know. Uh, I did like when he popped up off the shield, but... Yeah. Who else? God, I feel like there's so many fucking people. There are. You don't feel like that. It's the truth. <laughs> there are a lot of fucking there characters in this movie. So we probably missed some, but whatever. You know, hey. Yeah, they must not have made a bunch of an impression. So <laughs> we'll kind of move on to our overview of the whole film, kind of beginning to end. Not scene by scene, because I just jotted some notes down, and I don't know. We'll see if they make any sense at this point. <laughs> So we kind of start with this prelude in 1991. Did you have any idea what the hell was going on when they showed Absolutely this fucking car not. crash? And, and, the, and, and the age gap was all incorrect, and I don't get what the hell that was about. Yeah, it was weird, because <laughs> in 1991, young Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Tony Stark's parents, and they show him at a very young age, he looked like Ferris Bueller. And that's why I thought he was... In high school, I, maybe they mentioned him being in college. I don't fucking know. He looked. I don't remember them mentioning anything about him he being in college. Really young for being nineteen ninety one, and then his parents died, and then you like flash forward to now, and he's almost sixty year old. Right. I was like, what? I don't That's know. Weird. That's like. 2000. Like, are they trying to pass him off with like 35 or something? I don't know. I do not know. What's going on? 2011. Like, I'm too, you know, even during the movie. He's clearly not 35 years old. No, he's clearly not a man in his 40s. Or, or, yeah, 30s or whatever. So, it's just weird. I, I could, maybe they, I think they just made him, that making him younger thing threw me off. If they had, if it was like the back of his head or something, it would have just made more sense because they made him look really young. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, some weird math going on there. Yeah, ninety one, two thousand one, two thousand eleven. That's like yeah, twenty some years. Like I don't that's, know. I don't How old know. is Robert Downey Jr.? Maybe that's right. Is it? I don't feel like it is. <laughs> And I don't have, and I Should can't I look ask Siri how old Robert Downey Jr. is? Um, maybe we're weird. Maybe we're just really bad. Maybe we're being dicks at, right now. Um, maybe we're just really bad at math. So let's see. He's fifty-one. Okay. So there's no way in nineteen ninety-one that he was a teenager. Because he's much older than I was. And he was already famous then. And he was already famous <laughs> in 1991. And we know that Robert Downey Jr. isn't the character, but right. still, but it's the face you're attaching to the yeah, character. It's and weird. he's not. Clearly. Anyway. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. Let's not drag that did this throw on. Me off. It threw me off. Yeah. It totally threw me off. I was like, what? Is he. What? He looks like Ferris Bueller. Weird. But that happened, and then... Yeah, so that <laughs> happened, and then we're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you just kind of fast forward to present time, and the whole team is Captain America, and Black Widow, and Wanda, and... I don't know who else, I can't remember. They're a fighting some guys pets. that I don't remember who they are. Someone with a messed up face, because he said Captain America dropped a building on him. I don't remember who the fuck that guy was. 
He was probably in the last Avengers movie. Maybe in the last you. Captain America movie. I don't really. It, it, I don't. I don't know. I don't fucking remember. Anyway, he's pissed off for some reason, and they're stopping him for some reason, and he gets almost captured by Captain America and decides to blow himself up, except Scarlet Witch, who now has powers where instead <laughs> of hexing people's minds, she can move shit with her mind. And we have no idea what the limit of her powers is, by the no, way. No, no idea. She's Which, hex- she, uh, to be fair, even in the comic book, they're kind of like, oh, you know, Wanda's hex powers. They never really you should, you should always like, know what this means. It's like, uh, you know, her hex powers. Come on. So anyway, she she tries to <laughs> levitate him away so he doesn't blow up Captain America, but she can't quite control it, and it does blow up, and it blows up this whole like side of this fucking building. So innocent people die, and she is sort of to blame. I mean, she threw the blast in their direction, but she's not the one that set off the blast. But of course, we know how these things work. Everyone blames the Avengers. Exactly. And not the terrorist who was, you know, actually had the bomb. So General Ross presents this bill where they would basically have to give over powers of the Avengers to the, to the government. government uh, Richie Rich, did you see kind of any parallels between, you know, the, the government control over you know, kind of our present day society. Where, oh yeah, that was yeah. definitely a little <laughs> heavy handed. A little heavy handed. Yeah, yeah, exactly what they were going for. But obviously, the idea being that can you act as an individual citizen, or is everything that you do somehow empowered by and approved by the military? What if you believe something that they don't believe? What if they want to do something that you don't want to do? The whole idea of kind of giving the government control, I think it's one of our like fundamental issues here in this country. Is, oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of people say they want smaller government, but then every time something goes wrong, they're like, there should be a law against Right, that. exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to, to figure out. But ultimately, if you know anything, if you've dealt with the government on any level, you know that... You can't trust it. <laughs> so I clearly went over to Team Cap on this one. <laughs> Iron Man decides he's going to just apparently get rid of all of his guilt by signing over to the bill and letting the government, you know, control his actions. Did you feel like that was a sellout at all? Um, I did, yes. Yeah. Well, because he felt guilty because that mother yeah. that approached him, right? But, you know, <laughs> it's one person. But I get it. But yeah, I still think it was a little bit of a sellout. Yeah. Well, he, I think, doesn't really... He is a character himself who doesn't have a lot of control over uh, his own actions. Uh-huh. He's a little, uh, you know, yeah, a little, little out there. So little, I think... <laughs> a little unwound. I, I think for him to recognize that, Obviously, is is smart as a, mm. a character character wise, but it obviously puts him on the whole other side of the bench of Captain America, and that's when all the shit goes down. <laughs> because we go into the next scene where we're at the UN, 
and someone who really looks like Bucky, aka the Winter Soldier, <laughs> who we just saw in the prelude. They bomb the UN. It blows up, and actually, um, Black Panther's father, or who we don't even know he's Black Panther yet, but we, yeah. you know, we've introduced the king and, and and the prince, and the king dies in the blast. I thought that was a, a, a well done scene, and I I, I thought uh, it was well acted, and the aftermath was pretty realistic. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's blaming Bucky for this, and they decide to track him down. Fine, Bucky. Yes. <laughs> Which no one's been able to do since the Winter Soldier, but now somehow they're able to find him. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Just... <laughs> God. And they have this ridiculous chase scene. I mean, it's over rooftops. There are helicopters. There are cars. There are motorcycles. Planes, there trains, are, and automobiles. There are people running faster than cars, jumping on top of cars, using the momentum of the car to jump... For, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, the Black Panther in this scene is badass. That, that car chase scene was amazing. Yeah. We still don't know how the fuck they did it. But oh, because it looked... It looked real as hell. Real. Yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, he's behind the car, and oops, now he's on top of it. Like, he was running beside the damn car faster than the car. Like, what? It was crazy. And the and what I liked about that too was like it built and built and built and built and it was just like shit like how are they gonna possibly <laughs> get out of this one? Uh, they don't. Nope, not at all. <laughs> it comes to a crashing <laughs> not halt at all, grinding fucking halt where they're just surrounded and they all basically get captured. So, uh, Cap and his whole team, Falcon and uh, who else gets arrested there? Someone else. There's so many people. Yeah, it's... it's... God. <laughs> so... So Cap kind of goes off the grid. And basically, in the meantime, you know, as we discover that Vision is basically holding Wanda hostage inside the mansion, um, Cap recruits Hawkeye to go get... Wanda now Hawkeye saved Wanda in the Avengers movie so if you didn't see that you don't know why they have that kind of bond but gotcha. he saved her he wants to bring her out of the house she wants to go the vision stands in their way this was a good he's like scene. nope <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck she did to him but she like sent him to hell or something right. <laughs> Oh. She literally just like punctured him through every, le- uh, you know, level of the complex and, and through the ground and I don't know, like through to China or something. He just punched a hole in the ground and he fell through. So who knows? <laughs> he seemed fine later. So he was okay. Yeah, he was all right. He was all right. Slight twisted angle. He'll be okay. So yeah. So she goes off with him. And basically, the this team of Hawkeye, Ant-Man, Wanda, Captain America, they're all kind of meeting up at this airport hangar because they need this jet in order to jettison off to, you know, this <laughs> Arctic location where they can find all these answers. And, of course, Iron Man and his whole team, Black... 
Panther, Black Widow, Vision, Vision, (laughs) um, Spider-Man joins in on the fray, War Machine's there. There's just this giant fucking battle. Yeah, and by the way, Spider-Man on the fray is (laughs) literally Spider-Man popping out of fucking... No oh, yeah. They introduce him in a very <laughs> weird way where, like, Iron Man kind of realizes that Captain America is building a team. And he's like, oh, well, we, we you know, we kind of need some people on our side. Oh, well, well, I know someone. I know someone? They're like, what? Then flashback. And then, <laughs> yeah, he just goes and picks up Spider-Man like, hey, what's up? It's weird. It was yeah. a bit like, is he monitoring these people? I, right. I, I, this I, was not explained well, and I did not. I don't know. I I would have had less of a problem with it had they left Spider Man out of their out of the trailers. Yeah. And had it just been a complete surprise. But the fact he was in the trailer and was popping out of nowhere in one of the trailers, after they've already had like three or four trailers. Right. I expected some type of a backstory. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They tried to fill it it in with like, Oh, well I've been watching you and you must be the butter and it's like what (laughs) all this dialogue and then you're like, What? This is fucking weird. And then like you're not Professor X and X Men, it's not like you're like locating mutants and I've been watching you. (laughs) It was just strange. It was so weird. I don't know. I I guess they needed to do it somehow, but it was just a weird it seemed very, very lazy. It's a weird way to do it. Like, oh, by the way, I know you're Spider-Man, so you're on my team now. Here, I'll get you a new costume. I'll tag you in. What? <laughs> uh, what was your favorite fight in this scene? They kind of paired a lot of heroes off together. Did you Ooh, have a favorite? I actually like Spider-Man and Falcon. Yeah? That was a good one. I, I like the banter between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I think I like Hawkeye um, versus Black And Widow. Yeah, I like, yeah. That. <laughs> Yeah. The whole friend's line cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, please don't kill me. <laughs> so they kind of get to a point where they realize that they can't all win this particular battle, that they have to decide you know, to continue the mission. That means that Captain America and, and Bucky, a.k.a. Winter Soldier, are going to have to make it to the plane. They're going to cause a distraction if it means that they get caught they get caught. So they kind of... Ant-Man be- suddenly becomes Giant-Man, which was another scene that I get. It was kind of funny, and it was obviously a great distraction, but it was also kind of dumb. Yeah. I mean, it worked. That's what's crazy about these movies, yeah. is like, in retrospect, you're like, oh yeah, and then that guy got like really giant. And... <laughs> and <laughs> Right, but it worked. Like, it, yeah, it did work. It, you know, it's cute. He had some funny lines. You also could tell that it was part of Paul Rudd's contract, and it was like you have to be in this movie, so let's write him in there. Yeah, and figure out something to do with him. Exactly, and so they've obviously this distraction pays off. They get to the jet, except Black Widow, uh, probably being the smartest one of them all clearly knows what their objective is and while everyone's busy fighting each other she gets to the jet first but in a turn of fate or change of heart she actually stops the black panther from um getting them and allow and lets them get on the plane and take off so T- Cap's team ends up in jail. Ant Man, Hawkeye, all those guys, Wanda. They're back. They're they're. I mean, they're and the like rest. 
<laughs> real prison. Like, like it's called the Raft. Uh, if you're a Marvel fan, you've seen this prison. It's set up where all the stuff. This is actually a real thing, by the way. Not the underwater part. But yeah. It's actually a real thing where they've designed, and these are very, very old designs. I think it was the 18th or 19th century, where they have all the prison cells facing the center of the cell. And you see a lot of movies use this visual because it's such a striking visual to have that one guard mm-hmm. tower in the middle and have all these cells facing each other, which, by the way, is incredibly psychologically demoralizing for anyone that would have to live like that. Yeah. Like, oh. it would really kind of mentally mess you up to to be to to live facing facing everyone other else. inmates yeah and doing your daily duties and everything else and yeah that's why they don't have prisons set up like yeah because it, it kind of makes everyone a little We've stir learned. crazy but it, it it it's a very cool visual so i i uh i like the way they kind of had that set up but you then obviously quickly see that the government is just taking you know, a very hard stance on all this stuff, and shit's getting real. Yeah, no surprise. The government turns out to be a bunch of fucking assholes. Just like in real life. Look at that <laughs> art imitating life, even in superhero movies. Let's finish this wine. Yeah, let's finish up this <laughs> bottle as we get to kind of the like big climax of the movie, where Iron Man still hasn't. Yes, he's drawn aside, but. Now he's not really sure he's on the side he's on because the government's a bunch of fucking assholes. They put his friends in jail. And he gets uh, Falcon to reveal to him where they were going because they found out that, you know, uh, this big base in the Arctic was where uh, all this shit went down. And that's why they, that's where they're going to kind of find out. <laughs> why Bucky bombed the UN or what happened to Bucky or all this mystery about Bucky kind of all falls back to this fucking bunker in the was, fucking Arctic. Was Bucky Bucky? <laughs> yeah. Which they found out through some... I don't even fucking remember now. It's been a couple of weeks since I've seen yeah. So I'm like, ah, they found out about this... But I don't fucking know. Throughout the film, there has been a psychologist who basically triggered... Uh, Bucky to make this big escape. He is a thread throughout the film, and the character, his name, he's not a mar- like a Marvel character. He's some, basically some random guy that's family died in one of the Avengers battles, and he has taken it upon himself to turn the Avengers against themselves. And very very generic villain plot <laughs> it's very contrived because you don't like I said he's thread throughout the film but since you don't fucking know who he is you don't understand it until this very end scene in the goddamn arctic where they finally <laughs> get into the snow where if you've seen the trailers you know there's going to be the big fight in the snow between Captain America Winter Soldier and Iron Man which proceeds only after the bad guy explains all of everything and how Bucky was part of this team and blah, blah, blah. A bunch of shit. It's very contrived. It is. I sound like yeah. I don't like this movie. I really like the movie. We're just being real with what isn't but when I, right with the but movie. But when you really get right to that big climax, like, look, a big climax to a movie should not be a villain monologuing. That 
to me is just always a very weak climax, you know. So anyway, you get to this climax where the villain reveals his whole plot to destroy the Avengers because they killed his family, which is actually a a pretty decent reason for revenge, yeah. by the way. I mean, you know, like if you're going to kill someone, there are a few reasons to kill someone. You kill someone <laughs> because of money. You kill someone because of power. You kill someone maybe because of you know, sex or well, sex is related to power too. But yeah. one of the number one reasons for murder revenge exactly you avenge your family so it's a good motive it's just a very contrived plot and how this kind of nobody was able to get all this information and eh, i wish if that was going to be the plot we had really started with this guy yeah and we knew from the beginning that he was the bad guy and what his motive was and we could see how crazed he got and how he was able to do this. Because that, to me, would have made it relatable and real and understandable from that character's perspective, rather than just being like, ha-ha, I'm not the, who you think I am. I'm the villain, and here's why. So whatever. So it leads up to this big fight between Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Iron Man because in that flashback from the very beginning of the film when we see Bucky kill... Or knock this car over or whatever. That's Tony Stark's parents. Yes. So he kind of flips out and they have this big fight. And Captain America knew all the time. Yeah. Did you, um, were you kind of like geared up for this fight? Were you ready to? Honestly, no. I was actually no? more ready for the like group on group fights. Oh, really? Earlier. That was a big fight I was waiting for. Oh, okay. So this fight I was like, and I also wasn't that invested being that I hadn't seen anything related to this since God, Iron Man like the second Iron Man I think yeah. and then I hadn't seen any of the Avengers and I saw Captain America and hated it so it was entertaining it was really good I thought it was a great fight from the previews it was the one that I was excited about the previews did show a quick clip of the big group fight so yeah I was excited about that one but of course I knew even though there's a lot at stake in that I felt like uh, you knew there wasn't I don't know. I felt like in this fight, you might have seen Tony Stark get permanently injured in some mm. way. Just because in the comic books, I think for a while, he was briefly paralyzed. So I thought, uh. which they did kind of pull with War Machine in this one. I wish they just fucking killed War Machine. It would have yeah. been, been a lot more impactful rather than like, oh, well, now he can't walk. Unless he has these special legs. Or, you know what I mean? It was just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I get the struggle is real. Like, obviously, it'd be <laughs> fucked up not to be able to walk unless you were wearing this, you know, Tony Stark-approved legwear. But it didn't hit home. No. Because, ultimately, he was, you know, fine. Exactly. So, I actually, I kind of wish they'd killed War Machine and crippled Tony Stark. <laughs> I wish they would have done more. <laughs> which would have made it a little more real. Yeah. So anyway, there's this big fight. I had thought maybe something was at stake. Maybe Winter Soldier would die. Maybe they would cripple Iron Man. By the time they got to it, I knew neither of that was going to happen. But it was a good fight. Ultimately, they recognize that Bucky is really a victim here. He has been brainwashed and by Hydra. And ultimately, he and Captain America get away, kind of make their escape. Uh, Iron Man stops the main villain from killing himself. They take him prisoner. But ultimately, as he says, 
he's essentially broken up the Avengers. Iron Man and Captain America now no longer have a relationship. No one knows where Captain America is. In the very last scene, we sweep through the prison. All the guards are knocked out. Yep. Wanda's not there. Uh, Falcon's not there. You know, Ant-Man's not there. So Cap has his team back. And we kind of leave off with no real clear resolution to this uh, civil war. Isn't there a random ass fucking the credit scene? The, well, the very <laughs> the very end, kind of the so you have that big climax where they're like, yeah, big fight, and you know it's not Bucky's fault, so whatever. And then you kind of have this end scene where Bucky's like, well, since I'm still brainwashed, I'm gonna. Put myself back into suspended animation. Yes, I'm so gonna hibernate. No, so no one, no one can turn me into a weapon again. Where it's like, again, that was one of the things that kind of took this down a little bit of a notch for me. Was it was like, well, you went through all this shit, right? <laughs> so to now could, do this, so you could fucking go into hibernation. Yeah. Why didn't you just catch him and put him into fucking hibernation? Then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. Great. Okay. Cool. I guess. Go to sleep. Bye. <laughs> now that all this bullshit has happened. Yeah. Now that you've caused all this fucking trouble. Whatever. And then the very, very end credits roll by. Oh and god, you see it's so stupid. A really lame scene with with the kid playing Spidey shooting up this uh, display that he obviously got from Tony Stark, and it's like Spider Man will return. I felt let down by this. A, because I waited through a lot of credits. Right? That's a long time when you're in the movie theater. <laughs> B, typically in the Marvel movies, they show you something you have not seen. Yes. And or something, something that's about that, to happen. Right. In the next film. That's how the Avengers were even announced. Exactly. So it didn't... We already knew Spider-Man was going to return because he was just in this fucking yeah, movie. Clearly. So of course we're going to see him again. So it didn't give us anything new. Yeah, I... I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so, eh, started out really great, great middle, great battles. Got a little lazy at some A points. little, a little weak in the conclusion, but ultimately... I mean, unless they're... Are they planning on doing Spider-Man as the next film? I, thought, I think I think it's Spider-Man, I mean, and then there's going to be the next... This whole Spider-Man thing is so... Uh, then there's going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy, and then the next Avengers, or maybe there's... I forget the exact rollout of mm-hmm. the films, but I don't know how they're going to do Spider-Man with all the... There's no way they can do Spider-Man with all these characters. They're going to have to strip no. out. Maybe, I'm guessing Iron Man's going to have to be in it, since they've already introduced yeah. him. I wish that's what they would have shown us. I wish they would have shown Spider-Man at Stark Labs. Because that's what his eyes, those eyes, those yeah, little cameras. Yeah, they're like camera lens eyes, yeah. So I wish they would have shown us like, and then maybe shown a news clip of like a Spider-Man villain attacking the city. Yeah, something to give a tease. That was not the normal Marvel tease that you get. So that was a little weird. So it did, it did, uh, it it was so good. Uh, you know, until the very end, where you're like, ah, the payoff was a little, yeah, a little weak. It got very cliched superhero movie at the very end. Certainly not weak enough as to where I would not watch it again, or where once I, you know, yeah, it was a good movie. I mean, yeah, we already honestly, it I'll watch it again. Episode, I'll but... add it to my collection. But you know, 
there there are very few five nothing's, star movies. Yes, and and nothing's you know? perfect. Yeah, so it is what it is. Overall, I really enjoyed it, and I really like doing these movie reviews, especially because we can just talk about anything and not have to try and keep anything yes. a secret. So, if you've seen the movie and you want to give us your thoughts, you can definitely check out our Facebook page and leave some comments there. Leave a review there. Hell, you've got plenty of space. If you <laughs> if you uh, are a more concise person and just want to tweet us, you can tweet us at Richie Rich nine hundred nine, and I'm at Westifer. This has been a very special episode of the Richard <laughs> and Westerfer show. What should be our next review? I don't know. Maybe Ghostbusters. Maybe oh, uh, X Men's about to come out. X Men. Ooh, that yeah. That should be good. All right. So that's it. Maybe we'll do an X Men review. Until then, and until next week, we'll do another regular show on yep. any topics. We're outie. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.